into the contest. It is Tuesday, the 15th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee. Now, how did you do your chicken wings? I am uh, almost salivating. Mate, a little spicy combination. Uh, a little bit of uh, onion powder, um, garlic powder, a um, little bit of chilli paprika in there, mate. It was beautiful. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic match, I thought. It started off with, I reckon, the greatest national anthem I've ever heard. Um, the girl that sung the national anthem over there just really, I thought it was amazing and uh, really got everyone in the spirit, including myself. Yeah, nothing quite like the Star Spangled Banner. We're going to talk about halftime entertainment, all of the Super Bowl action. But uh, don't forget, we have a charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some wonderful things there. There really are, including a golf day with Benji Marshall. Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction is the place to go to check it all out. Now, Super Bowl, it was a cracker. Super Bowl 56, we will unstitch that. We will have a look at the heartbreak for the Australian Aerolist. We had two that were real chances at the Winter Games and both bombed out. The conditions were very, very tough. And heartbreak for Carlton Young Gun, Sam Walsh. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Jane, Super Bowl, it is done and dusted. For some, they absolutely love it. Do not move off the lounge unless the ad breaks are on. For others, it goes on forever. But either way, it's an amazing, an amazing celebration of sport. You mentioned the opening part of the coverage with the national anthem. The halftime entertainment was arguably like going to see one of the best shows you could see in the world. And uh, the LA Rams got the chocolates. They did, mate. That halftime entertainment was amazing. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, um, Eminem, Mary J. Bly. It was, it was, it was awesome. They, they do it so well, the halftime entertainment over there. But uh, the match itself, was a, I thought, was an absolute cracker. The LA Rams winning 23-20 to 20 over Cincinnati Bengals. And, um, yeah, it came down to the wire. Um, Matthew Stafford and, and Cooper... Cup, who have uh, been combining all year, did it again right down towards the end. Um, Stafford, the quarterback, uh, I think threw 26 of 40 passes, 283 yards. But it was Cup who caught eight passes, um, ran 92 yards and scored two of their three touchdowns to win the MVP. So they're still celebrating made over in LA as they can do. And uh, it would have been heartbreak for Cincinnati because they did so well this year with the team that they had. Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's, he's uh, an absolute superstar now, isn't he? Mm. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens with him over the next few years. But as you say, Los Angeles, they are celebrating, but they find an interesting way to celebrate in some parts of the world. They've turned a celebration into a riot, turning cars over. There was even one person mm. shot. I don't know what they'd do 
if they lose. Uh, it was ridiculous, to be honest. Now, the Los Angeles Rams, they, they're keen to host an NFL game in Australia. Now, we've seen the start of the MLB happen here in Australia when the uh, the Dodgers mm. played the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Sydney Cricket Ground. This would be interesting. Well, the NFL are very clever. They've given um, each franchise over there uh, an area around the world. Um, they've given the LA Rams three markets, Mexico, China, and Australia. So you will see a game down here at some stage. And, um, yeah, they have their franchises going to all different parts of the globe to to market their national sport, and uh, they do it very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Steve Smith, they're really going to tiptoe here, aren't they, with him after uh, that uh, diving um, moment in the uh, the, the, the 2020 game against Sri Lanka the other night where he got knocked out. Yeah, he's um, he said he has a sore head, but he'll be okay. He'll he'll set up the rest of the T20 matches, and um, but he'll be right for the Pakistan tour. It is his third concussion, um, but you know uh, he's not in the sort of levels that Will Bukowski's at at the moment. He's had 11, but uh, yeah, he'll be rested. He'll be fine. But uh, they have to monitor these uh, head knocks very very seriously these days. And um, Steve Smith is no. Um, there's no difference for him at all either. Yeah, well, you mentioned yesterday that you you worry for the future of Will Pukowski and whether or not he should retire. It looks like at least it's going to be an extended break. Well, the first step is he's got to sit down now with the medical staff, and this is a serious chat. Um, they're possibly going to suggest that he takes a whole year off, which is a huge amount of time in any sporting career. As we know, the average length of any sporting career across the world is only four years, so to take a year off is a big chunk of that. Um but I just think that if he's going to continue to play at all, he needs to do something drastic. And uh, and I think it's going to come down to insurance too. I don't know if he'll be able to play after 11 knocks if, you know, Cricket Australia or any of the sponsors or, or the organisation itself lets someone on the field, they know it has a serious injury, they could be liable. So that will come into play too at some stage, I'm sure. It's going to be interesting as we change tack slightly, stay on the game of cricket, but we do have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to bowling stock, don't we? Particularly in our conditions. I think we'll be tested in Pakistan. It's very, very different. Mm. But in Australian conditions, there's an embarrassment of riches and they just rotate in, rotate out. They've got nine or ten they could choose from at any time. Yeah, we're, our bowling stocks, and particularly the fast bowling stocks, are, are very good. We know that the big three, Stark, Hazelwood and Cummins, um, and they're just going to be rotating through this series. Um, we're one win away from already claiming the T20 series, best of five, and we're two love up already. But I think, you know, Pat Cummins, who doesn't captain the, the shorter versions of the game, will be looking for a bit of a rest too prior to that big tour of Pakistan where we're going to need all those three big quicks firing. Yeah, and he dropped a catch. I've never seen Pat Cummins drop such a simple catch as he did the other day. I know they got the win. So, yeah, an embarrassment of riches. It will be very interesting to see what happens in Pakistan. I can't wait to watch this. We haven't toured there for 25 years. But stay right where you are. We're going to talk AFL, NRL and heartbreak for our aerialists at the Olympic Games. Love the Winter Olympics again last night. And uh, look, we had so much promise heading into the super final or even the final before that. So that they break it down. They start with a certain amount of competitors and they break it down to 12. They break it down to six. Now, we had two in the top 12, Danielle Scott 
and Laura Peel. Now, Laura Peel's the world champion, but the conditions, uh, this is this is the sport where Lydia Lassila won gold, Elisa Camplin won gold, Jackie Cooper was so good. We've had so many wonderful, wonderful aerialists, but uh, last night the conditions just got them. And to watch Danielle Scott crash on landing, then Laura Peel sneak her way into the top six and crash, it was really, really tough. So, um, look, it's not a sport for the faint-hearted, but uh, we just didn't get it right last night. Now, uh, turning to something else, what about um, it, this has got tongues wagging? It's always the quirky that gets tongues wagging at the at, at any big sporting gig. And Eileen Gu, Eileen Gu, who is representing China, um, she grew up in America. She models for Victoria's Secret in America. She went to university in America, and I think very cleverly she's decided to compete for China. She's going to be worth an absolute fortune. This girl. Um, but yeah, when she was waiting for her results to come through, we know she's already won gold and it just cut to her. And normally the person's standing there waiting nervously and she's just eating a, a hamburger. <laughs> so um, I think she's just going to go crazy in, in, from endorsements over um, in China after winning. And um, yeah, very, very clever girl. And I think everything she does is for a reason. So uh, she's definitely got a, a marketing cap on there. Yeah, I think that her appeal is worldwide, isn't it? It's quite, uh, yeah. it's quite amazing. Now, staying in China, this is a this is one of the weirdest stories I've seen in a long time. Uh, it involves uh, the tennis player, of course, former number one doubles player in the world, Peng Shui, and the Chinese diplomat or a Chinese diplomat is claiming that there's no way that there could have been any sexual assault because she's too strong. What a disgrace! Honestly, what a disgrace! I, I just think. Why are they even talking about this anymore? Because this poor girl's obviously been through a horrendous ordeal. And for someone to come out and say that she couldn't have been sexually assaulted because she's too strong, like, come on, that's just the wrong message. It's um, It just doesn't bode well. It doesn't sit well with me personally, but it's just not great for China um, as a whole. It's not great for, for women and young girls who would look up to her. So... You know, what's, what's the message there? Get stronger so you can't be sexually assaulted. That's a, just an appalling comment, and I, I don't really want to talk about it anymore, Tim. It's, it makes me really angry. Yeah, it's a disgraceful comment, isn't mm. it? Absolutely unbelievable yep. that anyone would even get to the depths of making a comment like that. Now, turning domestically, Shane, and having a look at the AFL, Carlton Younggun, Sam Walsh, he's going to be missing for the first few weeks. Now, this guy is a very talented player. It's not going to help my predictions, Tim. Last Thursday, I think we did the predictions, uh, and I, I've tipped Sam Walsh to to win the Brownlow. Um, but an ankle injury uh, in the preseason here, means he's going to be out for at least one month at the start of the season. So, uh, you know, the talented midfielder who Carlton had just spent a bomb on signing him to 2026, that's a bad, bad start for Carlton, who I've also tipped to go into the top eight. But without him in the midfield, they're a very, very different team. Now, what did you make of this whole uh, Jordan Rappiner, the Canberra Raiders star, and the way that he sort of got around or got through this little suspension, this NRL loophole? Well, it definitely is a loophole, isn't it? So he'll serve. He was supposed to be serving two uh, senators, really, one for drink driving um, and then for the shoulder charge in the, the match, the Indigenous versus the, the Maoris, um, just the other day. Um, but he can now serve those concurrently. So he'll actually save a week, um, which sort of defeats the purpose a bit. If you if you have done something that um, is awarded a you know, time off or, or a penalty, you should have to serve the full service, not put them together and then work work them off at the same time doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? It sort of defeats the whole mm. purpose of the thing. Yeah. Now, um, Josh Cavallo, of course, uh, is an Australian A-League player. 
um, he is a he's a gay man and he's come out and he's a really gutsy guy and he's come out and praised Adelaide United's inclusive environment ahead of the inaugural Pride game. Now he was, uh, you know, obviously found the whole idea of coming out very, very difficult, but he's been transparent. He's tried to help other young people. Uh, and this is a step in the right direction. 100%. Um, Josh Cavallo, congratulations for, for having the guts to do this and, and coming out. But congratulations too to Adelaide United who um, are hosting the inaugural Pride game. Um, it's a really inclusive environment there and I think it'll do a lot for, for, for young gay people, particularly in sport. Now, sport has always been a sort of area where I think young gay people would struggle to exist initially, um, just with all you know the fear of, of, of coming out and, and being sort of persecuted. So good on Adelaide United and good on Josh Cavallar. I think it's going to make a big, big difference to a lot of young gay people in the future. Oh, absolutely. And if you look at statistics, and I think we might have mentioned it before, if you look at statistics on how many people per you know a percentage would be gay, there are mm. a lot more gay sports people and sportsmen probably particularly that won't and haven't come out because of uh, you know the perceived persecution yep. there there must be a lot of people suffering in silence so um, hopefully we'll continue to move in the right direction in that space uh, now UFC Shano um, Joe Rogan, he, he just wasn't in the commentary box and um, there were excuses being made that he couldn't do it because of this, that and the other. But uh, Dana White, who owns the whole thing, says, no, nah, he just didn't come. Yeah, well, he's called him out, hasn't he? Um, it goes back to a previous podcast he did, I think, over a year ago and uh, where he used the N-word, mate. And, um, yeah, he's copying a lot of stick for that and he didn't want to be in a commentary box where there was a, a multicolored game, I suppose. And um, so we decided to to sit that one out and try and let the the dust die down a bit because you know this guy is a hundred million dollar industry his podcast and what he's done this is his first real big stuff up so um, he has apologised for the use of that word and he said he didn't mean it to be racist but uh, yeah it, if you listen to it, it it wasn't great it was um, it was very degrading and uh, this Dane White he doesn't ever miss an ch- opportunity to get some PR does he so he's called him out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Joe Rogan, uh, he can find a headline, but um, mm. particularly over the past few months. Uh, McLaren, Formula One, Lando Norris, what about this insane $94 million contract <laughs> extension? He's uh, Ricardo's teammate. He is. So there's no doubt who's the number one guy at McLaren now. So the 22-year-old um, Lando Norris, uh, as you said, a $94 million extension. So that, uh, I think... Works out to about $23 million a year, where um, Ricardo's only on 17 So an extra $6 million for him. So he's you know, clearly the number one. He is 22 years of age, and uh, Dan Ricardo's 31. So this is probably going to be Dan's last, I'd say, F1 contract. But, uh, yeah, they're going to the future with the young guy. Yeah, it's 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 just huge money, massive money. The Formula mm. One, and if you ever add a Formula One, and it doesn't matter where you're standing, you get to see how big a travelling show this is. And and hopefully we'll get ahead with this Melbourne Grand Prix after uh, you know it being cancelled for a couple of years. That is on in a couple of months' time. Now, what about the uh, the <laughs> celebration after the hole in one in golf? I've been trying forever <laughs> just to get better at golf, possibly get a hole in one. I've gone close. I never had one. I'm I've never had one either, Tim. And I think uh, Ricky Ponting, um, the guys were talking about it one day, you know, who, who has ever got a hole in one? I think Glenn Maxwell said he had one. 
Ricky Ponting said he's had seven. <laughs> anyway, that's ridiculous. But, mate, this the Phoenix Open, this turned into, I thought I was watching Happy Gilmore. Um, it started with Sam Ryder um, getting the hole in one first, and they threw bottles, beer bottles onto the green, so it took a while to clear those. Then the Mexican Carlos Ortiz um, also got a hole in one, so the bottles went back on the field again. And then Harry Higgs, he sunk a ten foot part and ripped his shirt off. <laughs> he ripped his shirt off. And then and then his mate um, Joel uh, Darman also ripped his shirt off and started doing a helicopter with it over his head. So, yeah, golf is uh, it's really turned. It's not a, the typical PGA event. This one for sure. There's, there's a lot of uh, character in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now we've seen some amazing uh, celebrations, haven't we? In sport, I, I know the NRL went through a passage where the guys were were seeing who could outdo each other. Hundred percent, mate. So uh, I was just thinking about. After watching that celebration in golf, you know, what have been some great celebrations I've seen in sport? My brother Brett, um, I like when he used to get the wicket and he used to do the, um, the either the knockout punch or the chainsaw. We weren't quite sure what it was, but it was uh, it was good to watch. My favourite one being a St George guy was uh, when Mark Piggy Riddell scored and he jumped the fence and sat in the crowd and, and, and applauded himself. I thought that was an absolute cracker. And it's hard to uh, to go past Warney's um, celebration when he bowled uh, Andrew Strauss to get his 700th wicket at the MCG. He just ran around <laughs> waving his hands in the air. The guys couldn't catch him. And, um, yeah, that was really, really good to watch. What about you, Timmy? Any, any uh, ones to get for you? I loved it uh, in the, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, I think it was uh, in Canberra where they all got up and they did the 10-pin bowling. And then the last one, I think it might have been Justin Morgan, just wobbled and fell. And I also enjoyed Brian Fletcher in the State of Origin, where they uh, they, they chucked the uh, the hand grenade. There's been some funny ones. There has been some good ones. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back in the seat doing it all again tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.